Welcome to the Breast of Everything podcast, your trusted resource for breast health information, support, and encouragement. Your host today is Dr. Lindsay Gold of Comprehensive Breast Care. Welcome. Welcome to the Breast of Everything podcast. I'm Dr. Lindsay Gold of Comprehensive Breast Care. Our guest today is Dr. Danielle DeLuca Pytel, better known as your girlfriend, the plastic surgeon. Dr. DeLuca Pytel is a board-certified plastic surgeon whose own medical experience nudged her to change career paths from the arts to medicine. After graduating from Tufts University and completing a post-bachelorate degree at Bryn Mawr College, she attended Michigan State University College of Human Medicine. She completed her residency in plastic and reconstructive surgery at the University of Texas Medical Branch at Galveston and a cosmetic surgery fellowship at the Institute of Aesthetic Surgery and Medicine in Mount Kisco, New York. As a patient herself, she knows how it feels to be on the other side of the examination table. Combining art and science with compassion and understanding, she offers patients a life-changing opportunity for improvement both externally and internally. Today, she will talk about your girlfriend's guide to skincare and chemotherapy, and we are going to have a good time. Welcome, Dr. DeLuca Pytel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Gold. It is a pleasure to be on your podcast. So to all our listeners, thank you for joining. And Dr. DeLuca Pytel, we like to call her DDP um, <laughs> at the hospital because her first name is Danielle. So sometimes we refer to each other by first names, which is okay because we are friends. So um, let's talk. I, I just want to say, how did you come up with the phrase, your girlfriend, the plastic surgeon? Well, it's interesting. I found that whenever I would go someplace outside of my office and I was in a group of people that maybe I was meeting for the first time, when it came up that I was a plastic surgeon, everybody wanted to ask me questions, Botox or bellies or, um, or, or breasts. And I would chit chat with them. And when I was in my office, things felt a lot more formal. And I thought it's easy to talk when we're outside of the office mm -hmm. and people can kind of confide in you like you're a girlfriend. And since I am a girl and I am, and I'm somebody's friend, I mm -hmm. figured it would kind of be nice to be able to get that more casual atmosphere into my office. So if you come into my office, you go right onto a couch and we have a talk and then you go into an exam room and we do an exam. Um, so it came out of that whole going to cocktail parties and having a glass of wine and talking about Botox. So you just come here to my office and we do the same thing with no wine. Yes. So I think I was telling you this story the other day, but I'll tell the listeners. We, I had a lovely young patient in my office. So her mom was about my age. And of course, we have masks on and you can't always see everybody. But I, you know, everybody's vaccinated. I, she's like, I pulled my mask down. She's like, oh my God, you know, I thought you were in your 30s. Well, full disclosure, <laughs> I'll be 47 in July. And I'm like, oh my God, that is great. I can't wait. I can't wait to tell my girlfriend she's a plastic surgeon. And then I thought, oh, maybe that's how she got the name. But yes, so for the listeners, I mean, you can't see my lovely face, but it is Dr. Yes, thank you. Dr. DeLuca Vitale, I am her patient as well for skincare. So, so let's talk about that because um, I love it. And 
fortunately not going through chemotherapy, but that really wreaks some havoc on your skin. And of course, we get a lot of um, questions about it and I don't have any good answers. So what exactly happens to a woman's skin during chemotherapy that makes this such a challenge? Well, as you know, chemotherapy is a treatment to kill off cancer cells. Um, But a lot of the treatments are not able to be completely focused just on the cancer at hand. Sometimes it targets the good cells in our body too. So when chemo happens, there can be a lot of side effects to the skin. So people can complain of uh, rashes that either are itchy or perhaps not itchy, changes in the pigment of their face. They may get more spots um, and dark patches on their face. They can also have a lot of sensitivity to the sun. Other people will complain of redness, thicker skin, dryness, um, pain that's like having a sunburn without having a sunburn. A lot of women have dry lips, sallow skin, their face may flush or be plagued again by acne. And the reason is that reason that you see these changes is because the skin barrier gets compromised during chemotherapy. Um, So we have to make sure that part of skincare during chemotherapy helps to bring the skin back to its sort of basic form, which is providing a barrier to all the stuff that's inside our bodies. Yes. And I do hear a lot of those complaints as I see people through their treatment, lots and lots of them. So is there a way to um, sort of divide this into um, what do we do to prepare our skin for chemo? Then what do we do with it during chemo and then maybe post? Or is it just all the same thing? How, how, will, how should we look at this? Well, as, uh, as I was driving over here, I thought of a way to make the sort of regimen memorable. So I think that preparing the skin for chemotherapy and also treating the skin during chemotherapy are very similar. So I've come up with a little expression. So everybody knows PMS um, Mm -hmm. because we're all women. So during chemotherapy, skincare, you need to think of CPMS. So that stands for cleanse, protect, moisturize, and soothe. And it's not Mm. necessarily in that order, but basically before you start chemotherapy, you should have optimized your skincare. So your skin is, um, is hydrated and moisturized. You're basically starting with a full tank of gas in your skin. That includes being well hydrated. So drinking water is really important. Making sure that um, your skin is is well cleansed, that you have gentle products that you have been using and that you continue to use throughout your treatment so that you're not taken by surprise. The first part of um, the CPMS is the, the cleanse part. All of the products that you're looking for when you are about to have chemotherapy or you're going through chemotherapy should be very gentle. They shouldn't have any um, dyes or colors, any fragrance, or any detergents in them. And that is to, again, make sure that you're protecting the skin, which 
can become very sensitive during chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, while I do carry products in my office that are safe for use during chemotherapy, you can also find them at your drugstore, um, likely in the baby aisle. So anything that's good for baby skin uh, is going to be similarly good for chemotherapy skin. Yes. Um, moisturizing is really important because there, the chemotherapy can affect the sweat glands. So your skin, which normally produces oil, will produce less of it. Yep. So the moisture has to be replenished. So a gentle moisturizer is important to use, again, without any um, anything fragrance, something that feels good on your, um, on your skin. And other things that are important are to avoid things that you may have used previously that can become irritating, like um, exfoliating scrubs, uh-huh. um, things that are alcohol-based, even um, things that are that are natural, um, like a menthol or eucalyptus, can cause a lot of burning of the skin. Yes. Um, so again, things that help to calm calm the skin. Um, and sometimes um, there's a little bit of trial and error. So if something doesn't feel good on, um, if it burns or tingles, then you you need to put that aside. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's great. The S. I forgot what the S stands for. Soothe. Oh, soothe. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So you might have acne um, Mm -hmm. from the use of steroids or maybe you have sun sensitivity. You want to soothe those irritants. So for someone who develops acne during uh, chemotherapy as perhaps a response to steroids, we're going to have those people avoid using retinoids, which uh-huh. um, are very powerful skincare ingredients, but but that might not be the best idea um, during chemotherapy. Something like salicylic acid would be probably a better choice because even though it is an acid, it is a relatively gentle one that your um, skin can tolerate. Things like toners and astringents are going to strip the skin of their natural protective oils and also likely be very irritating. So those also need to be avoided. Yep. For someone who has irritated um, skin like flaky, sunburny, um, uncomfortable skin, mm-hmm. those folks are going to want to use um, products that have antioxidants in them, mm-hmm. vitamin C, green tea, um, water-based products that are going to moisturize and also soothe the skin. And it's a process of cleanse, then moisturize, and moisturize until your skin no longer feels tight. Um, and then mm. depending on what particular issue may be going on, then adding in a product um, perhaps for discoloration or for acne uh, or for um, some very flaky skin. So it's not a bad idea for someone going through chemotherapy if they do have these skincare concerns to consult with either um, a dermatologist or an esthetician. We carry um, a line of products that are safe for use. Um, and again, sometimes this, you know, there's a lot of there's an awful lot of stuff that goes on when people are going through chemotherapy. So it's not a one size fits all program. Um, but right. this is one of the many things that um, the women should be 
uh, aware of and should ask for help when they need it. So I was going to ask, you know, women don't feel good. They often feel ugly during chemotherapy. What if they come in and want various cosmetic type treatments? Would you recommend that during chemotherapy? So that's an awesome question. I'm going to reference that there is a study that was done in the 1980s that found that women who maintained a more normal appearance during chemotherapy had a better response to their treatment, less depression, and a more positive outlook overall on their treatment and their future. So it is important for... Yes, it is important to take care of yourself and remember this is a, a temporary part of... Uh, of life um, with with uh, with cancer, um, it's a certainly a crummy time, and there's a lot of things that um, can be unpredictable and bothersome. Um, but there's a way to get through it, and part of that just comes from from the from your outlook. There's lots of little tricks um, for women who, for example, lose their eyebrows and eyelashes during um, during chemotherapy. There's really cool makeup tricks. They actually make brow stencils um, that you can use to color cool. in your eyebrows if you're not good with uh, with hand drawing. There's an opportunity to, because you, you're going to need to continually moisturize your, your lips because of dry skin, you can moisturize with lip gloss and pick really cool colors. Um, it's all the little things that you just kind of need to remember to do to... Um, uh, just to help keep keep yourself looking good. Now, you specifically okay. asked about cosmetic treatments. Yeah. So, if somebody is going through chemotherapy and they wanted to do, for example, Botox, um, it's not mm-hmm. the Botox that's an issue. It's that you're putting a needle through someone uh, who p- is perhaps immunocompromised. I so, see. I am fine with doing treatment as long as the patient's oncologist is on board. Um, I do have some patients who are stage four um, uh, cancer survivors who are on maintenance chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. And um, I usually just give a call to their oncologist and ask if they need to have um, blood work done before they have um, injections um, with filler or Botox. And, you know, not every type of chemotherapy um, is necessarily going to immunosuppress. Um, so right. I think that you shouldn't discount that those things can be a possibility. And if that's something that is going to, you know, help you stay feeling like you have a connection to your normal life, I think that's a good thing. Oh, that's great. Now, I just learned something because I would not have thought that. So great. How um, are there some references that you might recommend for, yes, for ladies? I have two um two great books one is called beauty pearls for chemo girls oh, i love that name. and it has a bunch of good tr- tricks and tips about taking care of your skin your hair um diet exercise your whole overall outlook it is part of the look good feel better uh, organization mm-hmm. american cancer society Yep. Yes. Um, it was kind of born out of there. And uh, there's interviews with makeup artists and medical professionals and women who've um, survived breast cancer. The other great book uh, was actually written by one of my patients. Oh. And it's called Surviving Beautifully. And this book takes a 
little bit of a deeper dive into some of the questions about aesthetics during chemotherapy and radiation and cancer treatment, um, and is very specific about um, different types of injectables. Um, can you have a peel? Can you not have a peel? Can you have a laser? And both books are very easy to read and have cool pictures and, and references to websites. They both also have their own websites. So survivingbeautifully.com and uh, BP letter or number four, cg.com. Oh, that sounds great. Okay. Well, how about one last pearl or recommendation for, you know, anything, say spots on your face or discoloration? Go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we have um, a bunch of really great skincare treatments at um, at the office for things like post-chemotherapy hyperpigmentation that can be done once chemotherapy is completed. And, you know, if somebody has has gone through and has a change of their skin type or and needs assistance in trying to figure out a new regimen or, uh, or treatment, they should feel free to consult with their friendly neighborhood plastic surgeon. Um, I also have an esthetician in my office. We offer complimentary skincare consultations for someone to come in and just talk about what products might be best for them. Oh, that's fantastic. Where, where can the listeners find you if they wanted to? Because you do virtual consults also. Yes. And yes. my esthetician also does virtual consults. Mm-hmm. You can find uh, both of us at www.delucapytel.com. It's D-E-L-U-C-A-P-Y-T, like the Michael Jackson song, mm-hmm. E-L-L.com. And our phone number is 248-885-8858. I'm on Instagram as Dr. Deluca Pytel and Facebook and Twitter also as Dr. DeLuca Pytel. Yeah, um, I follow you on Instagram. It's awesome. I follow I you on Instagram. <laughs> I don't post anything. <laughs> you do, and it's awesome. Super We're going to get you posting. <laughs> so, so I would say if, if somebody were just tuning in at the very end here, I love your acronym, the CPMS, Cleanse, Protect, Moisturize, Soothe, as a general idea if you're standing you know, I don't know, in the aisle at CVS, I guess, and need to get something. Those are good. Cleanse, protect, moisturize, soothe. In general, no dyes, no additives, colors, fragrances, detergents, right? Gentle skin stuff. That is absolutely correct. Some of the the things that are easy and forgettable um, are when you are washing to take short showers in lukewarm water, avoid soaking in a bathtub where you're literally just stripping off all of your own natural moisture. You should moisturize while your skin is damp and you should um, do an extra skin rinse and pat with a clean dry cloth or use disposable cloths. That's great. Well, my friend, thank you so much, Dr. Danielle DeLuca Pytel for joining us on the Breast of Everything podcast. She is my girlfriend, the plastic surgeon, (laughs) but you need her to be your girlfriend as well because she is awesome. So thank you so much for coming on with us. Lindsay, it has been an absolute (laughs) pleasure to be on your podcast. Um, You're natural at this. We have a good time in surgery, if you couldn't tell. Everybody wants to be in our room. Anywho, so thank you so much to all of our listeners. Again, I am Dr. Lindsay Gold of Comprehensive Breast Care. We always want to hear from you. If you have a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we welcome your suggestions. You can send them to compbreastcare.com. 
That's C-O-M-P-B-R-E-A-S-T-C-A-R-E dot com. You've been listening to the Breast of Everything podcast with your host and board certified breast surgeon, Dr. Lindsay Gold of Comprehensive Breast Care. If you have a subject you would like the surgeons to discuss, please email your suggestions online at compbreastcare.com. That's C-O-M-P-B-R-E-A-S-T-C-A-R-E.com. The doctors want to hear from you. The views, thoughts, and opinions shared in this podcast are intended for general education and informational purposes only and should not be substituted for medical advice, treatment, or care from your physician or healthcare provider. Always consult your healthcare provider first.